Kia ora te iwi. welcome back to Under the Whāraki, I'm Tahu. And I'm Anatola. and today our episode is on consent and sexual harm prevention. We have a beautiful guest with us today, I'm so excited for her to introduce herself. Um, but yeah, we'll give it off to you to introduce yourself to the potty. Yay, tēnā kōrua, thank you so much for having me. Oh, so, um, my name is Jess Tyson, um, no te atihau noi a Pāparangi, I grew up in Whanganui, now live in Auckland. I am the founder of Brave Charitable Trust and I work as a news reporter at Te Awaf Moana, current affairs show at Whakata Māori. Massive, that was good. Thank you. Wait, that was real. Yeah, yeah, that was very good. Yeah, that was Well, well, we start our game with an icebreaker, um, even though that was a good icebreaker. Yeah, that yeah, was good. You smashed it. Icebreaker, the game is I read a statement. And you have to agree whether or, or disagree um, whether you are the yena or na ye. So it's called yena. So yena is like no. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And oh yena. Yeah. Yeah. And some of them were like yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. If you're strongly opinionated about that topic. Anyway, here's our cope up. Okay. It is. Is there? Is there is? Okay. Someone has written this wrong. <laughs> is there a correct? way to hang toilet paper? Like, as in, like, you're not wiping, <laughs> you're just, like, hanging it on the wall, like... I think they're meaning, like, if you have the toilet paper facing out or facing in. Oh, okay. I, I think I have my definite. There's the nah, definite, yeah. Nah, yeah. There is a right yeah, way. Yeah, you've got to have the, the... It's got to... So the wall's here. Yes. You've got to have it going over. And you can even tuck it under, like at the motel, at hotels, you know? Mm, it looks fancy. Like a little fancy. Because if you, if, you have it the, if you've got it the other way round, then you've got to, like, if, if it's in the night time, you can't find it. You know, like, where is it? You've right. got to go underneath. Right. right. Okay. I don't know if that was my impression to answer, but that's No, it's everyone. So it is, it is. So you're yeah, nah yeah. Nah yeah. I like that, though, because in the night time, when you're like, oh, like, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's already sitting on top. On top, you just, you know. Um, honestly, I'm a. I don't, I don't. I'm like, I have no real opinion about yeah, it. I'm yeah. like, I feel like, however, way I can, as long as there's toilet paper. Yeah. The worst thing is when oh, I'm dry. dry. It's the worst <laughs> thing. And my sister's bathroom is next to mine. I'm always like banging on the door, yeah. and she just takes her time. Um, <laughs> so I would say, um. Yeah, nah, or nah, yeah. Like, it depends. Like, yeah. I don't really mind. As long as mm. there's toilet paper, I'm all good. I think I'm pretty similar to you where it doesn't get to me too much. Mm. Nah. But there's there's not that many things I hate in this world. Right. Oh, okay. But I hate oh. you pricks that leave just the toilet oh, roll on. Oh, Why? my God, I hate you. Why? <laughs> Why? Put it in the rubbish and get me a new a toilet. A toilet paper. If you're the last person to take the last couple of sheets, <laughs> how dare you leave just the cardboard on there? What am I gonna do with that? What? <laughs> That's the worst <laughs> thing in the world. Wait, question. Is are you a scruncher or like a roller? Um Oh. Scrunch. Yeah? Scrunch? I can't be <laughs> asked. Like, like, yeah. It takes like too long. It takes too long <laughs> right, for me. Right. Yeah. I, I'm not too much fussed about it. And the nighttime thing doesn't affect me because I just Guys don't, don't need have to like yeah. <laughs> yeah. Must be nice. <laughs> Must be nice. <laughs> yeah. Are you a roller or a scruncher? I would say like I'm more of a roller. Mm. Mm. Me too. But like not around the hand. It'll have yeah. to be like on the palm. Because if you get it around the hand, then yeah. how do you like get it <laughs> Yeah, off, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm not a scruncher because I feel like it's just like everywhere. <laughs> you know? Anyway, beside the point. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. 
<laughs> okay, so we are going into a pop quiz. Yes. And basically, this is just um, you asking us questions. Okay. And Tahu and I have these beautiful whiteboards, uh -huh, uh -huh. and um, this is where we write our answers on. Okay. So um, although these are hard topics, we do get a little bit competitive, um, but that's just because I want to beat Tahu. Um, and all things. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also like that, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I've got four questions here. Okay. Let's do it. drum roll. Okay. okay. <laughs> Number one. Is consent education compulsory in schools? Mm. <sighs> the thing is... <laughs> There's no thing. It's yes or no. <laughs> it's yes or no. Yes, but no, no. Take the butt out. It's no. You're right. Yeah, it's not I compulsory. It's not. Oh, yeah. but there is um a there is mahi being done to try and make it compulsory. Make it compulsory. Yeah, yeah. That's silly, a isn't thing it? To not silly. Have. Shouldn't it be? Uh, well, it's recommended in yeah. the. I just yeah yeah yeah. It's recommended. The whole education system. But they just can silly. loop out, but it's not compulsory. Right, right. Because yes. that's a that's a huge day to day. Thing, skill to know. Hard yeah. Consent, eh? Yeah. So important. I feel like Sorry. all ages should be learning about it. Yeah. yeah. You know, from, from year one up to year 13. Exactly. Yeah. We'll talk more about that. Yes. Yeah. I have what's, a lot what's, of thoughts. Wait, what's the, because it's like a, they're trying to do it for a bill, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. Yeah, we'll talk, yeah. 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 I'm not, yeah, anyway. Wonder okay, next one. Please give me, this is not a yes or no, what are two rules around consent? Oh. It's okay, we'll talk about this too. Rules. <laughs> Damn it. So that would be you can only give consent if. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <coughs> oh. Oh, um. um. Should we change it to one? No. I've got two. Okay. Yeah, I've got two, but I don't know how to word the second one, so I'm just going to talk right. about it. I find it hard to word things too. Oh, all the time. I feel like I've answered this right. Who knows? Look. Okay. I've gone with. Oh, yeah. My first rule you have to be 16 and over. Well done. To give consent. Yes. And. A second rule about consent is that you can take it back at any time. Yes. Love that. I'm amazed. Well done. <laughs> nice work, Tahu. Right. <laughs> um, I said over 16, and the second one is like, yes. you can't be like drunk on something yes. where you're not in oh, your so right you mind to make a decision. So you can't give consent, like, uh, if you're drunk? Yeah. Yeah. Really? So like, this, and it creates so many problems. Right. If you're drunk, we'll talk about that. Yes, yes, yes. Well, you can explain it. So... And that's why things like rape occur, mm. because technically rape happens when someone doesn't give consent and people have sex. Yeah. So if two people are drunk or one person is drunk in a situation where they're having sex at a party and later on the next day, the one who was drunk was like, no, I didn't say yes, then the other person will be accused of rape. But maybe that person did say yes the night before when, <coughs> when he, she, was drunk. having sex and it, yeah so it's it's just yeah. education around right yeah so that, that. right 
Yeah, it's like if you're if you're too drunk, then like really your decisions change. Yeah. Like I know if I'm drunk, my decisions are out the door. Oh yeah. Like I what can I jump would off do, it's yeah. like literally out the door. Yeah. So I know that whatever decision I make when I'm drunk, they're not always the best decisions that right. highlight who I am and yeah. what I would want in the moment. I think it's like a legal and a legal situation. Yeah. That right. is, it's hard though because people do have sex when they're drunk, like, and they do give consent when they're drunk, but if you turn it into a legal situation then it's not consensual because no. someone's yeah. drunk. Exactly. Okay. It's very tricky. It is. It is. But that's why it's so important for people mm. to, to know that. To know that, Because yeah. like, you should be able to go out and have a good time. Yes. But if you're both too drunk, then you just wait the next yeah. day. It's not often the greatest No, either, no. It's, yeah, no. <laughs> you know, not at all. Know. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it's got to be meaningful. Yeah, okay. Anyway. Okay. Anyway. Okay. Next up. So we both got a point there. This one's a okay. scenario. <laughs> this goes quite well with what we just talked about. So it's a, it's a scenario. Johnny, 19, tells Aroha, 14, she looks really hot, and asks her on a date. Is this okay? Think about the, the difference in age. Say that again, what age? So Johnny, who's 19, tells Aroha, 14, oh. she looks really hot, and asks her on a date. Is this okay? No. Kapai. Both of you. This Hell is no. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And what are also, the reasons? What are you up to? What, you what are you up to? You're uh, 19. Well, yeah. The age of consent. Again, yeah, yeah. Um, being 16, but also that's like really backwards there. Eh? Yeah. yeah, and it's really to protect people mm. who are young from exactly. old, when you're 19. You're in different. You're not at high school. You're yes. Not, there's different yeah. power imbalances exactly. from 14 to 19. I think like <laughs> there's a bit of changes and heaps of age gaps. Eh? A huge like, difference. 24 to 18, even yeah. though that's legal. Like, I feel like I'm in a different part of my life where we couldn't relate. Absolutely. But even yeah. 24, 44. Yeah. Different. I have a cousin that's 19 and he has a 48-year-old girlfriend. And I was 19. like... 19. <laughs> it's hard because it is consensual, but it's Sorry. also just... Uh, it's not funny. It. It's not funny, my no, cousin. No, 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 no. <laughs> but when, when it happened, I was like... So this is my bro. Like, he's my cousin right yeah, here. Yeah. He probably thinks he's cool. Yeah, and his <laughs> his partner walked past, and it was at a final event. Yeah. So I was like, "Who's is this auntie?" <laughs> and he's like to me, "Oh, that's my partner." And I was like, like so shocked. Not not that it, it's not wrong. Not who's this auntie? Yeah, but I thought she was our auntie. Like I was like, yeah. "Why don't I know this auntie at this event?" Yeah, I was like, "Who she? She was one of our uncles." Nah, I was with my cousin. Fuzzy man, but... Back in the day, though, was it quite common for things like that to happen? Very. So, well, wait, how do we know, you know, how can we even say if that's okay? Right or wrong, yeah, yeah. Well, it's not, I don't know. it's fine because of legal. Yeah, legally it's legally fine, but it's like... Fine, but, but ethically, I just feel like the power imbalance. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a 19-year-old to a 48-year-old, they're two different lives. Oh, yeah. Like, 48-year-olds lived and, like, mm. probably travelled, has, like, a, a stable income, potentially. 19-year-old, you just... You're yeah, still figuring your shit out. Yeah. Yeah. And would they be held back from living? Mm. Exactly. You know? Oh, that's a crazy situation. That's a whole nother we can yeah. unpack that, age demographic, right? Yeah. It's like the adult differences, yeah. yeah. Okay, last one, another situation. Jordan and Kerry are both 17 at a party. Jordan suggests they go upstairs and make out. Kerry agrees. Is this okay? They are drinking fizzy drinks. Oh, Cute. 
<laughs> sounds like so me. Cute. Yeah. Also sounds like what a lie to mum and dad. Why did you get this, mum? Yes, that's great. That's we a good that. scenario. That's Nobody's so been this cute, creative Jay. with their, yeah. yeah that's so cute. That is cute. Yeah. Having a little yeah. cute also, let's huh? have some privacy. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah. Like, oh, let's do it. I okay. love it. Those are my part time. Thank you. You're welcome. I've won again. <laughs> I put it that was close. You were, both of you did really well. Yes, yes. So yeah. That was Thanks, very good. Jess. <laughs> <laughs> but no, this a, a serious topic that can be taken in light with how you've um, been creative with those questions. Yeah. I think that was very a That's, very informative yeah. way of going about it. Makes you think a lot. It's what yeah. we talk to students about in school visits and stuff. Mm. Uh, what you were talking about before, like... Um, back in the day eh, mm. and that power balance between oh, just the age differences yeah. um and, and we've talked about this on another podcast where um just kids that was their, their duty for um in, in maori culture to mm. if they're not to come from another part they would send out these kids to um please them that was their role for the night you know so it's it's, it's usually people that were non-binary yeah non -binary, oh, it, it happened right? with everyone oh, really? yeah okay, so yeah. um in a traditional narrative of um, where I'm from, um, the kowai for mm -hmm. women was a sign of um, bearing children. They were ready to bear children. So if they um, had gotten their period, you could be eight and mm -hmm. get your period. They would get their kowai and it would show they're ready to be um, wow. impregnated. Mm -hmm. So... Like, that's where society's changed a lot. But even in, in our old stories, um, with, and it's, you know, in Māori culture, it's really, it's, it's not that, um, that unknown that we have a lot of whānau that have gone through sexual abuse. And um, it runs back as old a time in our stories with Tāne Mahuta creating the first yeah. person, you know, mm -hmm. and that's a clay person. Like it's, it's said the story is where he creates her um, and it's his daughter. Mm. And then he proceeds to put his ure, mm. or his penis and all these different holes yeah. of his daughter, of a, you know, mm -hmm. so that's the, the kind of narrative of Māori where it wasn't seen as an age difference thing and consent wasn't a part of it, a part of those stories anyway. Is that the story of Hene Noi Te Pō? Nah, Hene oh, Ahuone. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Right. But yeah, that's those are there's plenty of stories in in our tradition that I think are just like fucked up. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like oh, what and the then fuck? how? But then that's how we've been brought up. And but it's like, also how? like what was why was it? It kind of been wrong to them. Yeah. At that time. So when society But it must changed. have been wrong to the people who were getting, receiving that. Oh, like it would have felt wrong to them, surely. Well... If being it, violated almost. I think... I don't know. I think it's what you know, eh? Yeah. Uh, and you only know what you know. Yeah. So if all you know is that you've been bred for this role, um, then, then you probably didn't understand what was going on. And that's sad because... You know, even today we see things that are um, going wrong and maybe these kids don't understand that that's not their role. Mm. And, you know, we have lots and lots of whānau that have sexual abuse um, history and the kids just aren't even at the point. And that's why I disagree with our, a lot of our history so much and why I'm happy it's changed. Um, mm. But they, they're, 
that's where the consent thing is so huge because these kids they don't even know what consent is they don't mm -hmm. even understand what's going on they if they're told this is their role then that's what they think right yeah. that's it's okay because it's a parent or well, not parent but it's a usually people who are older than them that they look up to as guardians that are telling them the, this stuff yeah. so this is why they think oh if they tell me that then that's okay yeah then i should do that because they don't know any other way yeah right it's just yeah. their quote-unquote norm, right? Yeah. Right. And I think like that's where the harm is, is that we also still have people experiencing that norm. Like there's still people that think that this is normal, mm. like experiences and whatnot. We really want to change that. Um, what, what, what kind of like, what was the driving point for you to get involved into this mahi? Like what called you here? I think uh, I started Brave in 2018 and yeah. at the time I was Miss World New Zealand mm. and part of that role was creating a project that could help people in your community and um, throughout like it's it's really interesting to share the story but throughout doing pageants it helped me realize the gift of like of doing charity work and helping people so in previous years I had done things like fundraise for Ronald McDonald House and gone to see like Tamariki there who were going through horrible things mm. um, that as adults like I can't even process but they they appreciated the help from us and I think the seed kind of grew that, oh, if I, like, I want to give back in some way, but I need to be ready. So um, throughout Miss World New Zealand, we had self-development courses where we would get in um, for like a weekend, we'd have someone come in and then all of the girls would get together and talk about um, the most vulnerable parts of our lives. And I had one friend of mine who, we were in a circle and she was telling us about how she had been sexually abused when she was younger. And I was just so amazed by her because I, had never been able to tell someone for like the last 10 years that that also happened to me. And I thought, okay, if it happened to her, then I can speak up and tell everyone. And I thought I was gonna be confident and fine. And I told my, the group of girls and I just burst out, like I just cried. Like it was like all this um, inside of me had just come out at the same time as me, like disclosing to my group of friends. And um, the reason why, like when I was younger, when it happened to me, how do I, how do, should I just tell you from the beginning? If you mm. want to share, okay. absolutely. So, so what happened to me when I was younger, I was about eight or not, eight to nine, I would, was sexually abused by my mum's partner at the time, so my stepfather, and it happened over a period of months, but I didn't know what to do about it because I was so young. I, I felt wrong, but I didn't know how to tell anyone because how do you tell someone, like as an mm. eight-year-old, someone's hurting me. Um, but one day I heard my mum and my auntie talking at one of our houses um, and she was saying to my auntie, oh, my girls tell me everything. Like, they tell me everything. They're so open to me. And I walked past and I said to my mum, mum, I don't tell you everything. Mm. And, and then she said, oh. And then she thought about that that day. And the next morning um, we had morning cuddles because I was like a mum's girl and we were like always... I don't know, have, get up in the morning and go give her a cuddle in bed. And she said, um, yesterday you said, you don't tell me everything, is something happening to you? And then she went through a list of things, um, who list of people who might be hurting me. Because I, I, even today, like I'm still very shy, I'm still a very yeah. shy person, but I couldn't tell her because I didn't want to hurt her because it was him, yeah. her partner, and I, I saw that she was happy. Anyway, so she went through a list of people who could have been hurting me. It started with, the boys like, at school, because mm. there were some boys at school that did inappropriate things to me. And then um, other people, and he was last on the list, and I said yes. 
and then she said, um, what's been happening? And I couldn't word that either. I couldn't say, describe the thing. So then I would write, she said, can you write it down? Because I used to have a diary, I like writing, mm. which I love doing today too. Yeah. Um, so I wrote it down, what happened to me, and I described what had happened. And um, she freaked out, of course. Like she was, of course. She was like, you know how... She wanted to kill him. Like everyone wanted. To. <laughs> That's what your mother, a mother would do. Anyway, um, she, I think the next day she broke up with him straight away, had a big fight, and then she went to police. And from that point onwards, the police led us through things like counsellors and how to give evidence. Like I remember sitting in a room being recorded, saying what happened to me mm. to this camera, which was just weird as like an eight or nine year old. And then went, I think, 18 months or so after first contacting the police, I, we went through a court trial. So it was two days and there were a number of people that spoke um, on his behalf and on like my behalf. And I just remember like there's just, just some moments that really stood out to me. The first thing was how many people were there, like my family all came to support us but also how I just wanted my mum to be okay because when this mm. happened, my mum was very, um, she was very sporty. So she used to play rugby and he used to play rugby too. So people used to think that, people thought that she was making this stuff up and that she was mm. doing it to get back to him, back at him. So then she found it had a really hard time. Um, anyway, I just remember wanting to be there for my mum and wanting to do, do a, do well for her because I cared yeah. about her so much and but I'd also remember like sitting in the stand and then having his lawyer just asking me questions like it was horrible like, like I just remember crying old. like That's it's like illegal a, a, it's like yeah and like now it's changed but I yeah. think I was I must have been about nine years old when I was sitting on that crazy little box thing with the yeah. bible here and then I remember seeing the jury across from me just like crying and yeah. it's just crazy eh like and I think about that like that little girl. But I think the best thing about it is that my mum believed me. And oh, that's yeah. the thing that I yes. just love sharing the most. Is like, Because yeah. it is hard as a mother. I think about it now. Having your child tell you that your partner's been sexually abusing them. Like that is messed up. And yeah. the fact that my mum. Instantly. Yeah, instantly. And I have so many stories of girls who have had their parents who don't believe them and I think back to my mum believed me straight away and if she didn't if we didn't go to police if we didn't go to court if we didn't deal with that thing back then we wouldn't have I wouldn't have like gone through this healing process I probably would have just shut off and like become shut off with the relationship with your mum oh absolutely like would have just been there's so many bad things that can happen to someone who isn't believed and that's why it's so important for me to have to share my story like when I go to schools so with Brave, um, so there was a time when I when it happened, when I went to court, when I was about nine, and then there was a time, that time from then until I finished university, where I didn't tell many people, because mm. when I was a kid, I would tell my friends, and they didn't know what to say or do, because they didn't even know what sexual abuse was. We would have been mm. about 10. I used to tell, like, I remember telling one boyfriend, and he didn't know what to say, and then I just felt so nervous, and like, I was so fucking ma that I didn't tell anyone because no one knew how to deal with it, which is fine because as kids, no one should know. Like, it's not a common thing. So that's why I started Brave is because um, of what I went through. And there's so many other people going through the same thing. 
that are too nervous to talk about it. They feel ma. Like I remember feeling, so back at school, I, if you look at me now, like you'll see that I, like I'm quite well presented. People might think because I've done beauty pageants that I'm more like pure and like, I don't know this thing, but I, I was so nervous that when, if people looked at me that they would be like, oh, she's been, she's been sexually abused. She's mm. not as pure, beautiful as what we might think. Mm. So then I had this whole, like, I was so nervous. But when I won Miss New Zealand, I thought, and after doing the charity work, I saw the, the benefits of helping others and by being vulnerable to do that. So when I started Braver, I remember like launching the charity and speaking to camera. I, I did put this like video up on um, the Instagram page to announce my project for the year. And it felt like I was jumping off a cliff because mm. I was so scared that people were going to look at me and be like, oh, she's not as beautiful now because she's been like touched or like sexually abused by someone. But it was just so silly for me to think that because no one ever has said anything like that. If anything, there's just been so much support mm. and the the feeling of showing that vulnerable side to help others has just been like, it's something you can't describe. Like you can't get satisfaction out of doing a good job at work. Um, it's not rewarding, like like getting a pay rise. It's like you're helping people because this is like changing their lives. Mm. And that's something that I just love so much about Brave. Like it's, you just go on, you know? Yeah. Anyway, I'm just going on a rant, aren't I? <laughs> right away, this is, what, this is the topic yeah. that we should have more about that. Like, mm. yeah. And you sharing your experience and then also having a platform where people can access. Yeah. That is, that's so important yeah. for people to know, especially because it's such a prevalent issue. Yeah. Um, when I, I think about this a lot, um, when it comes to, you talk about believing people, like mm. your mum believed you. Yes. Like how amazing oh, that your yes. first person you told said, put words to action and yeah. like said, I'm going to do something about mm -hmm. it and I believe you and they kept you safe. And I think like that would have just, been amazing for your attachment with your mom oh, yeah. which then possibly is why you're so joyful today <laughs> is because you had that safety you know that village around yeah. you to kind of hold you but I think a lot about I know for um in my friendship group a really horrible situation happened um where I'm no longer friends with these people um but there was a sexual assault in the friendship group and um most of them you know sided with the the abuser mm. and I was the only person who didn't and I lost all my friends after that and I remember I was 21 at the time and I remember being like where do I go for information mm -hmm. where do I I don't there's no rule book you know rule book for yeah. dummies on how to deal with a friend that's a rapist like mm. how you know someone that you trusted you grew up with known since a kid what could you say to people who potentially could be dealing with this whether they like have heard of this from a friend or know about someone else that they know has hurt someone what what would be the advice that you would give to them i think firstly i think it's amazing that you believed it whoever was abused because i like to tell people to just believe people no matter what because even if it didn't happen there's got to be a reason why they said that so there needs to be further conversation into yeah what happened and if it and and if it didn't happen then that's okay and we can talk about it more about why you would say this in the first mm. place. Um, and then, but with the other friend who was the su supposed perpetrator, mm. um, I think there needs to be a conversation there, one that is like, is empathetic as well, like not judging straight away, um, but, but just saying like, 
okay, did this happen? Like, you can tell me the truth. I'm not going to judge you. Mm. And we can find out how to deal with this. If it did happen, we can get you help. Right. Like, non-judgmental. And because while a lot of me inside really doesn't like people who hurt others, the only way to get through this is to help people who are doing it so it doesn't happen again, yeah. so they don't hurt others. Mm. Yeah, so I think it's it's just having conversations about um, just just sitting down and, and just saying, like, I don't judge you, but mm. this is not okay, and you need to know that it's not okay. It's hard because it's not your responsibility either. You've got to keep yeah. yourself safe. Yeah. I think, and I'm not a professional either, so I, this is just my personal opinion. Yeah, but totally. Yeah, I think. Which is important. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we have a lot of like medical, clinical yeah, exactly. information about these things. It's yeah. good to have a personable um, story. And I yeah. wish that I had brave at 21 yes. mm. yeah but also i find that a lot of things are, t- are targeted towards survivors of sexual harm which yes. is amazing yes but there isn't much for perpetrators of exactly sexual harm yeah because at the end of the day our justice system is mm. horrible yeah and so we can't rely on that to be the space yeah. to rehabilitate people who are causing this harm right yeah so where can people go if they are causing harm or do know people causing harm so it depends i think who they are Mm. um there are a few groups um but the first place that i would recommend anyone to go to is safe to talk yeah so and they can lead people into different directions there's also so they do help people who are perpetrators or who or who think that they could harm someone and they help them find counsellors there's also if there's male survivors there's an organization Mm -hmm. down in nelson i think that helps survivors that are male because there's Mm -hmm. a whole area there that it's there's just a big stigma that it doesn't happen to males when it Mm -hmm. definitely does um yeah yeah it's really that's really hard to in, in my position, anyway, to have compassion for the perpetrator. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, totally. Yeah. And the thing is, too, that if someone's a perpetrator, it's likely that it happened to them, too, so they were yeah. a victim. And it's just about stopping that cycle. Mm. And, like, yes, it's wrong that it's happened, but they need help, too. Yeah, yeah. And I say that yeah. with hurt because of as course. a victim myself I just I still hate yeah. it I hate that it happens yeah. I get yeah. really angry if of I course. hear it happening but if you like if you want to solve a problem if we want to prevent it from happening the yeah. people who are doing it need to be helped too uh, absolutely yeah. yeah because they're going to exist in communities too yeah you know what happens you know this is, is yeah we have to solve it from the root of the yeah. problem yeah it's hard because I'm, so I'm just like kill them off yeah. Oh yeah, sometimes that's a real like, that's a real, real response. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's like a, honestly, I feel the same, real. but I won't say because yeah, it's good that you have a bigger heart than me, and, and you're the one dealing with it. Because I'd be very yeah, and un, yeah, unforgiving, and, yeah. and I think it's it's really hard because I have partner and we've mm-hmm. gone through um, gone through this too many times mm-hmm. around um, whānau being sexually abused by uncles and. Um, cousins and whatnot, and more, more often than not, um, the mum's not believing mm-hmm. in their kids yeah. and staying with the abuser yeah. and like, like shocking to me because like when I growing up with knowing these uncles and loving these uncles growing up, mm. and then to find out their sickness mm. um, that they had given now to my cousins like. Mm. It was just, they're, they're really hard conversations to have that I haven't been out of faith 
mm. um, as a person. I, I, I really struggle with the compassion, the compassion side oh, around yeah. it. Um, not for my cousins, I just feel so sorry. And the other thing, thinking for them as kids, thinking it's their fault. Yeah. Um, that was something we had to talk through with our um, whānau about that's not your fault that this happening. It's their sickness, their muddy muddy. But yeah, oh, the compassion side is hard mm. to deal with. It is. Yeah. And I'm the same. I can it's feel like, like in my pookie right now. Like, yeah, like fucking fire. My man, brain yeah. goes, I'm firing. Yeah. I get, oh, it's like the only time you'll ever see me pissed off because yeah. I'm quite happy. But if someone discloses to me and says that their mum didn't believe them and she's staying with the guy, oh, oh I want to go punch someone in the face. <laughs> Absolutely, that's real. It is, that's it is, real. It is. Like we, you know, that's so real. Yeah. I feel like there's no, oh, there's no wrong <laughs> way. I feel like in this situation, what you're sharing, it's not wrong to feel that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. wrong to not believe a young yes. kid coming to you or a person that you love coming mm. to you for that. But you wanting to hurt someone is because you love that person and you're yeah. like, why would you hurt yeah. in that so way? Innocent, yeah. Yeah. And it's like the if this happens, a mum not believing, it could also be that the, the partner is providing for the family mm. and if she leaves him, she's going to have no, no you know, financial support. Where is she going to go? Mm. And it's just, it's I'm lucky that my mum was really, really strong and mm. independent, but there are people out there that are actually struggling. And... It's not justified, but you can understand. Oh, and it still, it still has got her. Like I think one of the best moments was when we did an interview with Native Affairs. It was a current affairs show at Pakata Māori, and she was part of the interview. And the greatest thing about the story was that sh she could share her side, yeah. and she could be kind of like a role model for other mothers out there. Yeah. That she went through so much shit, but mm. she was able to do it for her kids. And look at how things have turned out. And mm. if you don't stand up for your kids, then they're probably going to have really bad, you know, futures ahead of them where there could be mental health problems. They might continue to get in ba into bad relationships because they think that that behaviour is normal. And yeah, there's just so many things that could happen. I'm just really grateful that I didn't go through that. You had a badass mama. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I do. She sounds yeah. so cool. She amazes me. When you get older, you just really appreciate your mum so much. Yeah. Because like, you know, yeah. like, as a person, eh? yeah. As, as like I kid. always did. I always, I could never. She is fierce. Like she is crazy. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> I, um, but I could never. I recently her. saw this TikTok, and mm -hmm. um, uh, this is kind of changing the de the demographic, I guess, a little bit. Where the age population, like mm -hmm. we're talking a lot about little kids, but this was like of adult women who had experienced sexual harm, and you know the the whole Me Too movement coming out and more conversations and people being like but, but it's a he she, like it, it's mm. like who do you believe right um and she was saying i would rather believe someone who potentially could be a liar than someone who could potentially be a rapist yeah. and i remember listening to her say that and i was like that's so real like obviously we know that um sexual assault is real mm. and there's so many less people that are lying about it than actually experiencing it um and I, I feel like a lot of us are like, but what if she's lying? Or what if he's lying? Or what if they're lying? Like people fixate on that so yeah. much. But when I saw that TikTok, I was like, that's so true. Like the potential liar, mm. I would rather have than someone who's a potential rapist in regarding the believing yeah. it. So I'm always like, believe a person who's yeah. saying it. If they're saying this person hurt me, believe them. Yeah. Um, because that's so real for them. Yeah. Um, do you find that there's 
with social media and like people who are really popular and people who are famous and well known that there are a lot of people who like back them if they've caused harm absolutely yeah and I've seen that so many times I won't mention names because I don't do that but um <laughs> but yeah definitely yeah it's, like like yeah. I mean and on both sides and in te- like how do I say that so I've heard of so many people who've gone in touch with me about people who have perpetrated against others and victims who have reached out to me and said that this person who was famous or whatever has done something. And I believe them no matter what. But I also don't go around and, and tell their stories and make and this other person sound bad because um, it's not legally proven and that's defamation too. So right. yeah, That's the hard thing, right? Because yeah. I know like... Obviously, the last few years, things have been bring, like, brought up to the surface. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go detail also yeah. on like, a lot of stuff. But I know that in my world, like my algorithms, I follow predominantly Māori and Pacifica mm-hmm. women. And I know there was a lot of stuff circulating um, last year around this topic and the year before. And I watched such pain from mm-hmm. women share, like just sharing stories and there being a common person that they were sharing it mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. And I watched how this person that they were talking about had, who had caused them harm was just put on a pedestal in so many different ways. And I I was just so heartbroken oh, for yeah. these young women and these... And, and what I also don't think people realise was that most of the people that were saying he had caused harm were Māori and Pacifica women. Um, and I just felt like I watched how Māori and Pacifica men weren't supporting mm. this and, and were protecting this person and I it was just so painful to watch um I feel like that's the the hard thing of social media yeah. is that you're going to see reoccurring faces and people who are very charismatic and people love and want to watch and want to do you know all this yeah. stuff but are people who also could be causing a lot of harm to different mm. people what what do you say to people who are accessing social media that potentially could be triggered by that like do you feel like triggers is something we should talk more about and do you think that people who have caused harm should have platforms even if it's not proven yeah it's hard I don't know I mean I think I recommend people who have been through something who have been possibly victims of abuse to to report that to police if they want to they don't have to and then the more people that report it to police, a more of a case can be made against this person. And it's done through a legal process as opposed, of, as opposed to social media because social media can sometimes... It's all bullshit, eh? Yeah, I mean, I like it, and it probably like things have happened, yeah. things would have happened, but social media isn't going to fix it. The yeah, only way to really fix it is to go through the police or to go through counselling and things like that to actually prove that this has happened because other th- otherwise it's just he, he she, she said. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Yeah. That does. I think it's so hard though. I don't know the answer. I, but just, I feel I like know. I struggle with like the so, like people's solution of going to the police just because mm. I when I was a social worker I, I would go into the court hearings and deal with police officers and, and detectives when it came to children experiencing mm-hmm. sexual harm and I would watch these kids be questioned as you said in yeah. a way that was so horrible that 
was kind of like, well, did you did you give an inkling to him mm. as a 10-year-old? Oh, it makes me sick. And so I'm thinking oh. if a 10-year-old has been asked this, could you imagine a 28-year-old woman? Yeah. Mm. Like, how short was your dress? Did you touch him in a certain way? Or mm. he, did you touch them in a certain way? Like, And I feel like the police solution is like, it looks sounds good in our head. We're like, yeah, go to the police. Mm -hmm. But police are not always the safest place. Yeah. For and so many reasons. They're known to not help Māori and Pacific. Exactly. It's not a very safe space to want to go. No. Either. No. And which is great that you've created the safe Hard space, Brave. Because yeah. just like we were talking about, to wrap it up, like more than anything, it's the conversation and it's the support network yeah. um, that you have around you, which will help you through this. And information. Yes, exactly. Information. Like around consent, what you've yeah. taught us today. Mm. Consent, sexual harm prevention. I feel like we focus on a lot oh of sexual harm stuff. Sorry, I've been yeah. like, I could talk to you all day about I know, this. I know, yeah. I feel like there's so much. And that's why people need to go and look at Brave and mm. find like find you on social media. Go look at, do you have a website? Yes, yeah, yeah we do. website. Where else can people find you? Like, do you have a TikTok? Mainly Instagram. <laughs> we have a TikTok. <laughs> we have one, but we haven't, I haven't taken any videos okay. or put them on I need to, this is my goal this year yeah, yeah there's a lot of things coming. just to wrap us up like mm -hmm. last question what do you think we as a society can do better I think as we've talked about today believing someone if they've disclosed to you is the most one of the most important things um, if you're a bystander of and you see something happening and someone's uncomfortable then step in and stop that from happening yeah. um, oh oh my gosh I had a list of stuff but that's okay, that's yeah. good ones. I think just believing people and having the empathy mm. for people and not, you know, don't let things like social media control or like, what is the word, influence your decisions on whether a, something has happened or not because she said, she, he said, and that's so vague, but I don't Have know. Have compassion. Yeah, no I judgment, think. Eh? Hold a safe space. Yeah. If you're the person being disclosed. Yeah. And, and just, just believe people. Yeah, mainly just believe people. Because at the end of the day, if you've been affected by sexual harm, being believed is so important to make you feel like you're accepted and that people understand you and you're not alone. Mm. Yeah. 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 So, so to wrap it up, what are some key things we can teach just at home with our mm. own whānau on um, consent and sexual harm prevention? I think one thing is learning the correct terms of body parts yeah, and then showing what body parts are yours only for no one else to touch. Um, and I, the reason I say that is because for me, when I was younger, I wasn't able to really communicate what happened to me because I didn't want to use the term like vagina or like things like that because yeah. it was so like, that's kind of taboo, you know, yeah. but this is what it is, you know, like, and, and I, if I had the words or felt comfortable to say the words, I could have said that instead of writing it down. Right. Um, but there's the, the other thing as well, giving children the, the, the other thing is giving children the control or the, the decision whether or not they want to give someone a hug if you oh, go to like whānau yes. events and stuff. Like you don't, yes. you often see um, when there's celebrations on yeah. and tamariki are kind of said, oh, go mihi atu ki ai. Yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. kind of, and it's, it's lovely because I love that too because it's all about, you know, whanaunga yeah, tanga yeah. and everything like that. But also it's important to just mm. say, Give them a kiss if you want. you want. Hug them if you want. Like, it's your decision to make. Yeah. Because that teaches them the skills that when they get older, do that only if you want to and helps them think about, do I want that? Because when you know, when oh. you get into a relationship with a partner and they're like, 
wanting you to do stuff with them, you might feel if you're younger, obliged to do it because yeah. this is just what we do. Yeah. If you go into a relationship and your partner wants you to have sex. Yeah, you you're like, oh, I'm obliged because that's what I'm used to. Like right. I just give myself to people because that's what is the norm. And that's it shouldn't be taught. like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's really hard because I haven't thought about it like that. It is hard because yeah. it, it is Because my like nieces normal. and nephews, if they run past me without giving me a kiss, I'm like, oi! Exactly. exactly. And <laughs> yeah. I feel the same because like, as adults, we love yeah, our love little them. ones. Like, yeah. We just want to grab them and, yeah. oh, I'm terrible. Yeah. And I have to, but I remember now, like oh. since doing Brave, I'm like, you don't have to do that if you don't want to. Yeah, because I've, yeah. like, I've got a niece and a nephew. This is so funny because I've got a niece and nephew. And my niece loves me, like loves coming up to me yeah. and like whenever I see her, I'm like, sorry, run yeah, over, yeah. give me a hug and kiss. And then like my nephew, and it's turned into a funny thing for us, <laughs> but he'll be like, look at me, and I'm like, I'll hunt him, like yeah, hunt yeah. him down. But now realising that those teachings can actually be harmful. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to really hard say. That, yeah, it's but hard to say for sure. It's a nice sure. way to teach. Yes is that you have yeah. the decision to... Exactly. There was that yeah. um, teacher in America and he would, basically people could choose whether he could high five, fist bump, yeah. hug, cool. or like do a little dance. <laughs> and every morning each student, he would come up, um, they would come up and greet him and they could choose, like he would, he would just follow their lead. Yeah. And I love that, like yeah. just follow kids' lead. If they want to hug you, they'll hug you. Yeah. If they just want to fist bump or they just want to wave or they just don't want to do anything. Yeah. Like, Look away yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's so good. Very cool way Very to finish. Good. Well, thank you so much for your time, Jess. Thank You've you. been so strong and brave. Oh, thank you. And it's a beautiful <laughs> story and a beautiful way to address this in a yeah. light, light enough way where it's digestible, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, it was for me. Like, it That's wasn't good. a, you know, like, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Intense. Which is normally how these conversations yeah, go. Yeah, 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 for so, sure. I mean, it's been intense in the sense mm. where this is a horrible, tough yeah. topic. Yeah. And there's so many ways that we could go with this. And I think that you um, bring so much light and, and love and compassion into it. And that's so important. Oh, thank you. And I know people are going to really, like, really love that. So um, thank you so much for being with us. That's and, okay. Yeah, we just Thanks really appreciate it. And thank you for sharing your story. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. It means a lot to be able to have the opportunity to share this corridor because... It's kind of like my, my thing. Yeah, <laughs> I know, literally. I'm real grateful, yeah. You're, you're, you're turning something so ugly and mm. that you experience into something that can give people space and yeah. belief. And yes, exactly. Yeah, and this like drive that you're brave by existing and your yeah. truth. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, that's us. And yeah. um, thank you Hi. so much, Jess. Um, but look that's the brave. end of our... Yes, look up brave. Look up brave. Yes, yeah, for sure. Um, but that's the end of this episode um, for Under the Whareke. And we are... Huh. Uh, we're ending it here. Huh. Papi <laughs> <laughs>